Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It's not very often that I get mad at rankings. I find it to be one of the dumbest things that we do in, in sports media is talking about rankings. Usually, though, when we're debating preseason rankings or whatever, there are things that can be fixed by the time that you get to whatever championship that you're in. Like, to me, there's nothing more pointless than preseason rankings of college basketball. Although preseason rankings of college football are a close second in that regard. But the college football playoff rankings actually matter as far as opportunities go to win a championship. And like I said, ordinarily, I don't get mad at stuff like this, but I got mad. I got mad last night when watching this thing. You have to understand that this show is a show. That when we're talking about the CFP reveal every week, it kind of doesn't matter until we get to this point in the season. You know, the week before the conference championship games, where everyone knows the type of work that they have to do to get themselves in a better position to, to maybe play for a national championship this is the part of the podcast where i tell you there's bigger things out there that we need to be discussing that college football overall there should be a larger discussion about how this season has come about i i understand that but just for this episode i want to try and focus in on the problems with the way that this system works and what they've created this past week all right I don't think that we need to say anything other than well we don't have to talk about anyone outside of the top 10 except for maybe USC USC with their five games that they've played are only sitting there at number 13 they really have no chance to make it into the playoffs even though they've won every game that they've played so let's put that aside I know that the the contingent of the Pac-10 is going to be very upset about all of this. And they should be. But they also have themselves to blame. I've got some 
at some point later on, I mean, now that I have a national show, I guess I can play with it a little bit more. I, I've got some, I got some candy for the Pac-12 that I need to dish out at some point. But that, that'll be for the national show or a podcast to be named later. Let's talk about the top 10. Here's where things stand. Number 10 is Oklahoma. Number 9 is Cincinnati. More on them in a second. Number 8 is Georgia. Number 7 is Florida. What? Number 6 is Iowa State. Okay, let's talk about Cincinnati. And if you listen to this podcast, you know that even though I don't, I don't give a rat's ass about the University of Cincinnati, I find their case to be compelling. No one wants to play them. They play in a conference that's okay, but not great. Yet and still, their resume is good enough that they should probably be higher than ninth, considering that they haven't lost a game. Then you look up and you see two lost Georgia, two lost Florida, two lost Iowa State ahead of Cincinnati. That to me is criminal. The most egregious is the fact that Florida is sitting there at number seven, meaning theoretically they could find themselves in a New Year's Six Bowl. I don't see them jumping all the way into the college football playoffs, even if they beat Bama. I think a lot of things would have to happen for Florida to find itself in in the mix, including them not just beating Bama, but destroying Bama in the SEC championship game. I suspect that most of this will be fixed by Bama beating Florida. But still, why are they even close after what happened last week? Considering the LSU team that they played was down a bunch of individuals and Florida still couldn't get the job done. You got guys out there throwing shoes. They should be out of it just for that. Your undisciplined team doesn't deserve to play for the national championship. Iowa State's going to play for the Big 12 championship. They've been good for most of the year, but they've got two losses. They're, they're another team that, them in Oklahoma, one of them's going to end up in, the, in the, one of the New Year's Six games, and I'm not sure that either one of those teams is deserving. But the Florida thing is egregious. Like, it's egregious. When, when you look at some of the other teams that have better or more interesting like if if I'm USC and I'm like wait a minute I know that we haven't been super impressive in our wins so far this season but we don't have two losses and I get that Florida's strength of schedule is strong but let's not act like LSU is any good this year they're not they ain't good you know and I know it they know it and I don't know if they're going to be good for a while because they got all sorts of problems down there in Baton Rouge but when I saw it, it, it was amazing to me to watch Chris Fowler react to it in real time because he was clearly pissed. But because of the partnership that ESPN has with college football, they didn't want to go too hard. Well, let me do it for you. Florida doesn't need to be anywhere near the top five in the college football playoff rankings. Nowhere near it. It's insane. So... Let's go to the top five now. It's the same cast of characters that we saw last week. Texas A&M, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Bama. 
So how does this play out? All right, let's say Clemson beats Notre Dame. Do they just flip-flop in the rankings, or does Notre Dame drop to four, and then they get Bama, assuming Bama beats Georgia? I mean, Georgia, Florida. Oh, and Ohio State's just there, hanging out. Now, Ohio State can be eliminated from this whole deal, I think, as they're sitting there at number four if they lose to Northwestern. I actually give Northwestern a shot at winning that game. A shot. I don't think they will, but I think they got a chance. I don't think it's just they're going to get their doors blown off. Their defense is too good for that. Texas A&M, I saw the stat out of the six years that they've been doing this, the team that's been in fifth place heading into the last week has ended up in the college football playoffs four out of the six years that they've done it. So A&M is sitting in a decent spot. But still, there's the opportunity for a lot of chaos here. Would you allow for Notre Dame and Clemson to play again in the playoff and settle it if Clemson beats Notre Dame? Well, what if Notre Dame beats Clemson again? And you have two lost Clemson there. Are they completely out? Sitting there at number three and losing a game to number two, I would, I would think that it would be hard to push them out considering that you could theoretically have a Bama Clemson semifinal, which would be a very well watched. Remember that there's the television component of this thing too. a very well watched game. I feel bad for Texas A&M. Their only loss is to Bama. And I mean, it was a beat down, but it's their only loss. You talk about good resumes. Here it is. As I've said multiple times and on a pod last week, college football really missed their opportunity because if you wanted to, you could have expanded this out. Although I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want this particular playoff with these teams that they have if we expanded it out to eight. I think Indiana, Cincinnati, and Southern Cal all have legitimate claims that if there were a expansion to eight teams they should be in it ahead of Iowa State Florida and Georgia it was shocking to see that play out on Tuesday night and there's nothing that any of these teams can do except continue to try to go win but damn was it disappointing to see that that's the way that this whole thing played out and continues to play out it's College football to me, and I, you know, roll tide, I'm a Bama guy, but it feels like there are just programs that will never be given a chance to win. And with the NCAA tournament, even if you know that at the end of it, it's going to be Duke and Villanova and teams like that, you at least go into it thinking that the little guy has an opportunity to win. And that's never, ever, ever the case when it comes to college football and it's a damn shame but this ranking that they put together i i, I kind of don't care because the top five is right like you have the right five teams in the top five but i don't know what their process was but their process seems flawed and it feels as if everyone's not watching every game that they could thanks for listening okay picture this It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.